Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Leading Edge Love Radio. This is your host, Sumati Sparks, the Open Relationship Coach at SumatiSparks.com. And before we begin our interview today with Jan Robinson, I want to just take a moment to dedicate this show, this episode, to a dear person who we lost this past weekend, who was very dear to our heart, a beautiful young woman who was in a lot of pain, and she's no longer with us. And I just want to presence that because she's, we're very aware of, of this event, and um, I want to send my condolences to her family, her lovers, her beloveds, and the huge community of friends that she had all over the world, and especially in the Bay Area. So I just wanted to presence that. And now let's move on to an interview I'm really excited to be conducting. I wanted to have Jan on my show a few months ago, but she was completing her book. So this is the right time and everything's perfect. And I'm super excited to have Jan, who is a Tantra expert, a master sex coach, the founder of Tantric Joy, where she reveals ancient Tantric secrets for becoming a master lover and tapping into women's infinite capacity for pleasure. We need more of that, don't we? So welcome to the show, Jan. Thanks so much, Sumati. It's great to be here with you and be having this leading-edge love conversation with you. Awesome. So glad you're here. Okay, well, let's start by just talking about how you uh, – I invite you to, to the show because I know that you also practice uh, some form of open relationship, and I know that you haven't been really out about that. In recent, until recently, so I appreciate your vulnerability to share about it publicly, and we'll talk about how it weaves in with your work as well. Um, but why don't you first start talking about um, what kind of open relationship style you practice and for how long? Great. So present, presently, um, yeah, so I... How I like to how I like to refer to to this is um, is is that I I practice I enjoy practicing ethical non monogamy or I'll say I um, I have a non monogamous love and love style or lifestyle and I I prefer putting it that way rather than as an identity statement that I am polyamorous. Because I really like um, to, I really like the freedom to be authentic with where I am, and and who I'm with, and just what really feels appropriate for um, for the relationship or relationships I'm in. And so, so presently, I'm in um, I'm in a, a love relationship, an ecstatic beloved relationship. With with one man uh, at the moment, he's he's my he's my only lover, and um, this has evolved more recently, just in recent months, and and up until a few months ago, for a solid year, I had my biggest, most thorough and free exploration of of ethical non-monogamy that I've had. In, in my life 
and it was so incredible because I don't think I have ever um, had the experience of um, true sexual uh, sovereignty than than I have in this last year and a half, where I really I had a I had a main partner who has has um, been non-monogamous for many years, so it's very very familiar lifestyle love style for him and um gosh the blessing that he gave me was just total permission to to follow my desires without um so i didn't have this worry that i've had in all my previous relationships with men about um how they would feel about me having um sexual desires for other men or me actually wanting to act on those desires or acting on those desires that had caused me so much stress in, in, in the past. And, um, so I was, I was really excited to have this as an experiment to discover really what my authentic desires are for my, um, what, what's the, what's the relationship form that works authentically best best for me? And so with this, this prior um, partner, you had that experience of just having no ropes or chains on you where you could just be completely free to choose whatever experience you wanted to have. Yeah, it was it was really mind blowing. I didn't know it was possible to have such deep emotional and spiritual intimacy and such freedom at at the same time. So, uh, this starting that relationship, mm, let's see. I'd been in a period so about four years ago. Um, um, a long-term relationship of mine had ended that where I was, um, the relationship ended mm, traumatically. I was, I was with a man I, I thought I would be with for the rest of my life. And, um, and, and he, and he got up and left suddenly. And so it took, it took, I gave myself a good amount of time, a year and a half to to be with myself to to deepen short up my own self love and then I began to have lovers and I really enjoyed myself having having as many and different kinds of lovers and experiences I wanted and then when my heart started to feel ready for real deep intimacy again um, then. I, I opened myself up to a greater love. I I remember saying to the universe, I you know I'm 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 ready for this for a, a relationship um, that meets me on all levels. And then and then this this man came into my life, and what was different and <laughs> like fantastic. It was the first thing that um, surprised and delighted me was that. I didn't have to give up any of my lovers in order to start this deeper relationship with, with him. Um, 
and um, and so I remember it, um, wasn't it last Valentine's Day that you had such a wonderful experience with two of your lovers was it Valentine's Day or was it your birthday oh yeah it was Valentine's Day I I had this absolute fantasy of a, a Valentine's day where um so let's see um so my uh, my main partner uh, he's he he identifies as pansexual and um and we thought it would be really great to to find a lover a male lover we could both share and and so i uh, i attracted someone and um and I had also just I had also had a really, really strong uh, fantasy to desire. I wanted to fulfill to ha- to have an ex- have a double penetration experience. And I just mm-hmm. love love men, and I love that feeling of of just being surrounded by masculine love. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, so this other man came into into our lives, and they. Um, decided they wanted to give me a really special Valentine's Day treat and for days in advance they texted each other with ideas about how they wanted to pleasure me and spoil me and then on the day they um they got together at uh, my main lover's house they 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 sat in the hot tub together and and um Cooked dinner for me while I uh, while I gussied myself up, and there's this there's this moment um, I'll I'll never forget. Um, so so the evening and it took place over a number of different settings, different rooms, and we were in a massage room at one point, And after I had gotten up. From the table, I happened to catch a, a glance of myself in in a mirror, and with with the two men on either side of me, and I, like my, I, the, what I saw in the mirror took my breath away, and uh, oh my goodness, <laughs> and I what I saw was just the most beautiful, radiant woman. And I said that aloud, and one of my lovers said, "Jan, I, I, I always want you to see yourself this way, this the way that we mm. that we see you." And wow, deeply, wow. deeply healing. Um, I think, you know, I think it's it. It's been a source of deep frustration. I'd say even pain to. Um, keep my sexuality small and with two men i i got to i got to let out all the stops and let like the full power and you know of my sexual energy and my ecstasy just go and be held in this by this like in this amazing strong solid shiva container of presence and penetrating love and mm. um so I don't think I'd ever really, really gotten to let go that much, and um, I I imagine it's that way for quite a lot of women who are awake spiritually and awakening sexually. 
that um, there's a fear of being too much and being too big. And in fact, there's a real kind of practical problem that comes up, which is um, when a man hasn't learned how the hasn't learned how to how to um, master the flow and direction of sex energy in his body and isn't able to um, to give her really prolonged, intense lovemaking. So if, if mm-hmm. it's, this is a subject I'm really passionate about. If a man comes in five or ten minutes, there's just no way that a woman can, like, blossom into her just full, you know, gorgeous, ecstatic expression. So I was able to do that. Um, Mm, Yeah, beautiful. Valentine's Day of 2017. Mm. Well, thank you so much for sharing that with us. That was just beautiful. And I hope for more women to have an experience like that where they're being deeply loved by two men of such presence and intention and that it's all about worshiping the goddess and the divine in you and and it's not about the men just trying to get off or have some kind of experience, but they were really all about honoring who you are, and then they win from that as well. So maybe you could talk about the difference in men's and women's sexual responses and how often it seems like they're kind of opposite. So is that like a flaw in nature's design, or <laughs> how do we? I know that your one of your missions is to end the war between the sexes, so... How do you uh, bridge that gap between um, men, male and female sexual responses? Yeah, so thanks for asking. I, uh, I see, I have a vision for the, the direction in which humanity is evolving, and that is one in which, which um, the... Um, the best qualities, the best, highest, most exalted qualities of the masculine and feminine, that we have those integrated within ourselves and that we're able to partner together as men and women in a, in a co-creative synergistic way. And never before in the history of humanity has that existed. There's always been one gender that's dominated or the other. And so this is where I... I know we are we are moving as as a humanity, and one of the problems, what one of the things that's in the way of that happening, is the war between the sexes. And even if someone, even if you find yourself saying, "Well, I, you know, I I don't see a war between the sexes. I I really I really love men, or I really love women." Within all of us um, exists deep resentments and wounds and rage um, that um, first develop in, in, within, within the primary family, within the, the uh, family environment. And, and also this war between the sexes has its – so there's, there's a source of wounding that needs to be addressed in our healing and awakening. Also, without the source of – the war between the sexes is simply the differing roles that we play in the um, procreative dance. So men and women f- 
fulfilled very different roles in that dance. Men's programming is to spread his seed far wide and often, and women's programming is to is to um, seek a man who has stick around ability, <laughs> who's going to provide protection and you know food for the family while she spends you know, those many years raising the child. So I believe that's like that's the root where our sexual like what we're interested in in terms of love and and sexual desires come from those differences. So women are long to um, feel emotionally close and connected, to feel adored and special, um, to feel to feel that um, magical love bond. And um, and men deeply, deeply crave sexual connection with the feminine. And I mean there and 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 like for that to happen a lot and often. So there's that's where the first gap shows up is okay, it seems like men are more interested in sex than women and women are more interested in love. And and so we get into this dance where a dysfunctional dance, uh when it's um unconscious. It's it's often this unconscious dysfunctional dance of Men promise love in order to get sex. Women give sex in order to get love. And um, it keeps us stuck in unfulfilled um, cycles. So we need to be more creative about how we get our needs, our unique needs for love and sex met as men and women. And the good news is that, so the difference is, these differences are, they're not differences that are incompatible. They're differences that are complementary. And so if we can learn, if we can I, get very clear about what the distinctions are um, between men and women's sexual arousal responses, what the differences are, and, um, and then once we get very clear about what those distinctions are, then we could be creative about how to bridge the differences. And it just turns out that men and women are really rather perfectly designed to rock each other's worlds. And um, there's the potential, and I've seen this in a, uh, a vision that I've received strongly, there's the potential to come into a relationship, a kind of relationship I call a virtuous circle of relating, where the natural femi- the natural gifts of the feminine joyful radiance and life-giving receptivity uh, nourish and fuel and inspire a man's natural the masculine's gifts of unwavering presence and penetrating love the more he brings his unwavering presence and penetrating love to the relationship the more she goes into joyful radiance and is inspired to open her body, her heart to receive. And and then that's that can and that virtuous circle of relating um leads a couple to experiencing experiencing increasingly more intimacy, 
passionate, erotic thrill, um, evolution of consciousness and love in their relationship. So Mm. it's the opposite of what we all know as the as the vicious uh, spiral, vicious downward spiral into relationship hell, where it's like you're with this person who you you think is you know the person who loves you most and is closest to you most, but you you no longer feel you're on the same team. To me, that that is hell on earth, and I'm really invested in my own heaven on earth experience in my love and sex relationships and helping others to to get there too. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you for saying that because uh, the most common thing I hear from my male clients is when they first come to me is I love my wife, I'll never leave her, but we don't have sex anymore. Right. And so there can be a variety of reasons for that, but I think that what you're talking about is one of the major ones, and that is that research has shown that women tend to lose in lose interest in monogamous sex faster than men do. So mm. there, there's a lot of excitement in the newness of the relationship, the excitement about finding your life partner, the excitement about getting married, maybe having children, all those things that happen in the beginning of a relationship. But then when they fall into their day-to-day life and their boring day, daily patterns, um, she loses interest. And he's wondering what happened, what happened to that hot babe that I was having sex with before we yeah. got married. And she she just thinks, well, I don't know, what's wrong with me? I guess I just have low hormones or something. But really, neither neither of them understand women's sexual response and, and how to keep a woman aroused. Um, and there's yeah. this term foreplay. Even the term foreplay kind of implies that, you know, intercourse, which is much more pleasure, you know, is always pleasurable for men and sometimes not for women, but it implies that for, that intercourse is sex and anything else is just foreplay. And so maybe you can talk about your tantra training and how you teach couples, threesomes or foursomes or moresomes, how to bring, take foreplay away from foreplay and make women's sexual arousal part of the whole experience. Um, to keep the juice in the relationship. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's um, your clients, you're hearing from your male clients the same thing that I was hearing from my male clients when I started um, when I started working as a sex and intimacy coach and a tantric dakini over 15 years ago. And it's it's what inspired me to write the book, and that is, male clients coming in and saying, Jan, my, my wife won't have sex with me anymore. And in, mm-hmm. in my naivete back then, I mean, I've always loved sex. Fortunately, sex had, had always been a, like a refuge for me in my life. There's always pleasure, beauty, joy in it. Not always satisfaction and fulfillment, but, um, it, you know, something good. And, and so at the time, I absolutely could not relate to that how how like what is the insanity that's going on that something so amazing and wonderful and pleasurable someone could just go no not interested anymore or or a woman reaches menopause and goes thank god 
now, now I, you know, I, I don't have to do this sex thing anymore. Mm-hmm. And so right. back then, I just wondered, my God, there is something really wrong, really missing here, um, because uh, <laughs> this way I think about it, God or nature wouldn't create uh, one gender that um, that just loves sex more than the other. Like that, that, that would be a serious dev- design, design <laughs> flaw, sense, and God right? doesn't do that. <laughs> so, again, it's back to, well, it's, they're um, back to, um, there's, there's the, why, why I wrote the book, and that is to provide a really huge missing puzzle piece in, in our sexual awareness, in, um, or missing puzzle piece in sexual wisdom, and and that is that there are there's a unique there are unique models of uh, feminine sexual response that are distinctly different from the masculine one. And the problem is, the masculine sexual response is the default for the culture. Um, Masters and Johnson in the the 60s um, through their research. Um, Put forward this model. There's a that describes the four stage human sexual response cycle that starts with excitement and then a plateau, climax, and and resolution. And the problem is that although that describes the experience of most men, it doesn't accurately reflect the experience of most most women. Um, and so the consequence of that is that many, many women, including myself, um, perceive that there's something wrong with us. There's something wrong with our arousal response, our desire, and, and orgasm. And, um, and it's it's just that we we need different things in order to um, ex, um, we yeah it our 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 sexual our sexual response works works differently so um, I so that's the, that's the yeah and and so w- what happens like the why this like why this isn't even a concept in the culture is. I think uh, is because there's this big um, like trick that nature plays on us through our hormones that gets us to to fuck like mad for the first eight to eighteen months of a relationship. The honeymoon phase hormones um, make desire a no-brainer, and so it, to a man it looks as if a woman um, is fine just to um you know just to like engage in in fucking and intercourse without a lot of foreplay or love play the things that but once the honeymoon phase hormones wear off then that's when if a couple of a woman and a man don't know about authentic feminine sexual response then um then things break apart and it looks that a woman starts to ask what's wrong with me or a man starts to ask what's wrong with her. And um, so th- this is where my 
book comes in to provide education about um, these um, these these um, these distinctions. Right. Um, yeah. Let's move move into talking about your book a little bit. But in case you're just joining us. You're listening to Leading Edge Love Radio, and this is your host, Sumati Sparks, the Open Relationship Coach at SumatiSparks.com. And we're speaking with Jan Robinson, the author of, go ahead and tell us the full name of your book. (laughs) Sure. The book is called Your Amazing Itty Bitty Have More Sex Book, 15 Secrets to Satisfying Your Partner and Having Her Come Back for More. Awesome. And so I want to ask you a little bit about what I find is that women in long-term relationships, particularly mature women, they don't really even know what they need to feel aroused. Um, right. So how, how in your, I know you have a mission to, you know, bring more passion and uh, balance between the sexes and all that. So how, have you thought about this? Like how do we also, because men tend to be like, yeah, just tell me what to do and I'll do it, honey. But she doesn't yeah. even know what to tell him. <laughs> so oh how my do goodness! Go about educating right. the women. Yeah. So uh, I'll share with you a concept that will be life changing, and as far as this goes, and there's a really good reason why women have have a hard time answering that question, and and why. For the, mo- for the most part, we, we don't really know ourselves uh, what is it that will really turn us on, really get us like deeply aroused and sexually desirous. And So this is a concept I call the paradox of feminine sexuality. This means that what initially what uh, arouses a woman sexually is not sexual in nature. Another way of saying it is that a woman's initial sexual arousal and desire has nothing to do with her genitals. And that makes Mm. absolutely no sense at all (laughs) to a male person for whom sex is sexual arousal and desire is so, um, it's so direct, so his his sexual arousal and desire is stimulated by things that are sexual in nature. He looks, you know, looks at porn, looks at a couple having, you know, fucking, having sex. He's turned on. Um, he sees his lover naked in front of him. It turns him on. <clears throat> she, you know, reaches for his cock. It turns him on. These same things are are not sexually stimulating to women as they are for men for the most part mm-hmm. there is an intermediary that's there um, between her this initial stimulus and her sexual arousal and that is her heart so if as women men we think about women's hearts being her primary sex organ then things are going to go so much better because it's like it works like this like um oh, for me something that really touches my heart is is having my feet rubbed and so if my partner get offers me a foot rub it touches my heart and then it turns me on if mm-hmm. um if let's say you know your man asks you after a long day of work you know honey 
how was your day? And he really listens. He's really present and interested, really present and empathetic. That touches her heart, and and they're going to have great sex that night. So it doesn't Mm -hmm. make any sense. It doesn't seem connected, but it is. So um, is that something that you can relate to, Sumiti, as I described that, the paradox of feminine sexuality? Oh, absolutely. You're speaking my language, and this is what I went through when I reached menopause was uh, a drop in my um, just inherent kind of primal sex drive, um, yeah. whereas sex used to just be an obvious thing. It was no longer present for me all the time. And I told my partner, hey, I need something more to get there. I need, and I gave him like a list of things. Unfortunately, I knew my body and I knew what I needed, so I was able to articulate to him very clearly. I need something extra, like I need us to go to a tantra workshop or I need us to, um, you know, uh, do something like set up a date ahead of time so I'm anticipating it. And so he, for example, he said, okay, I'm going to take you to a BDSM club. You're going to be my slave tonight. And so I put on the, on Facebook, ooh, my partner just said I was going to be his slave tonight. And that <laughs> was exciting all day long, people responding on Facebook about that <laughs> and me getting excited about it. And that just led to such a phenomenal evening because of the anticipation of it. So I knew that I just needed those extra things like, um, you know, a massage. And he's really good about giving me a massage when I'm feeling tired and stressed. And that touches my heart, like you said. So this is what I teach the women that I work with as well, that they need to learn about those things. What are those things that touch your heart so that you can tell your partner? And the other thing, I think you even say this in your book, a lot of of educators talk about how um, foreplay begins immediately after the last orgasm um, mm-hmm. or at least a couple, at least a couple days before you want to have sex. You know, it's, it's not something that you do 10 minutes before. Um, it's really about how you're treating your right. partner for the, all the time leading up. Like I can't get in a fight with my partner and be feeling really upset and then have sex with him. I need there to be a long period of loving connection before I can get turned on. So that's what yeah. I'm hoping the women can learn to articulate to their partner so that he can understand these practices of being present, of reaching out to her heart, of being loving, rather than just, oh, if I just touch her genitals, aren't you turned on? That's what works for me. Doesn't that work for you? <laughs> right, right. It takes such a great empathetic leap to understand the other gender and what what works. And, and um you're so fortunate that you knew your your body, your your pleasure map well, and were, was able to articulate that. I I didn't have that luck the first time. I really stood up for myself and and really started to be be sexually authentic in my relationships. It was a relationship maybe mm, how long ago? About mm, eleven, twelve years ago, and with with a man, I just felt I felt so sexy. He was like the body type I loved. He was just an Adonis to me. Great cock. Loved fucking. And and as a Tantra teacher, I was naive in thinking that, oh, the the honeymoon phase hormones, that's those aren't gonna wear off for us. I you know, I'm I'm gonna be an exception to that. And I wasn't. We were not. And and so I was because 
yeah, and so I started to there was a, I started to feel resentment build that I wasn't getting what I needed to to feel deeply satisfied and fulfilled in our lovemaking. And so one day I got up the courage to tell my boyfriend that I needed more more foreplay. And and he in his authenticity said, "Well, I'm not really interested in foreplay. Why can't you just um, pleasure yourself and prepare yourself for me? And I was, I was, oh my was so angry. And um, so, it's, so it's taken a while since then to, to figure out, okay, how can I, what's, what's really going on here? How can I communicate with the partner in a way that's, that's exciting for him? And so one of the things I talk about in my book, like, this is a way to kind of um, flush out foreplay, or I like the term love play. Um, love play. Well, but foreplay is very has a very specific purpose, and that is to um, prepare a woman for sexual intercourse. That her that her juices are flowing. That her um, all the erectile tissue in her genitals is is engorged. You, uh, you'll notice a man will notice or a woman can notice that her outer lips get real puffy. That's a sign she's ready. She she's arching her back and pulling him close in. That's a sign that she's ready. So foreplay serves that purpose to get her ready for intercourse. That actually feels fantastic. And um, so I've identified five what I call five sexual desire triggers. Um, that if these, if a woman has these experiences in love play, like throughout the day, like you said, with a partner, she, it's going to lead to her really wanting and really being able to abandon herself fully sexually in her like fullest, rawest, most ecstatic sexual expression. And these are things like being feeling emotionally close and connected with her partner, feeling safe and relaxed feeling appreciated and special, feeling feminine and sexy, and uh, feeling sexually, feeling ecstatically awakened and liberated where her, her man can bring her to levels of pleasure she didn't even know her body was capable of. And so I, you know, I want to mention these things and let, and, and, and encourage women to not to dismiss how important these are like they are essential to to her sexual turn on even though again it doesn't seem to directly relate to her sexually it is what leads to her um deepest arousal most intense sexual sexual desire mhm Thank you. And what I find with couples in long-term relationships is that once they learn these practices and become educated about this kind of stuff, they can often reignite their passion for one another and continue to have a a beautiful monogamous sex life, and that's totally fine. Um, And I've also found that some couples just do have a difference in their sexual drive or desire. Yeah. Um, there's just an incompatibility there, and sometimes open relationship can be a solution for that that will allow them to still stay together. Um, so that so I certainly don't judge people who choose to stay monogamous. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I just know that there's other options available for them. Um, so I wanted to come back to uh, one of my favorite books about sex, and that's Sex at Dawn. And in that book, they talk about how uh, we evolved as human beings to live in a tribe of about 100 people, and we shared everything. We shared food, shelter, clothing, and sex. And it was just a natural part of how human beings lived for 100,000 years was to share sexuality with one another. And our bodies evolved. Their, their argument in the book is that our bodies evolved to be such that women have multiple male lovers. Um, and that, that can kind of bridge the gap between a woman kind of needing mm. longer than a man. And mm. uh, anyway, the book goes into all kinds of details. It's fabulous. Um, but I just wanted to say that, you know, the programming that we've had um, for the past, you know, 10,000 years or, you know, our, our lifetime, our parents' lifetime, our grandparents' lifetime, that programming has been more along the lines of, oh, women want love and men want sex. Um, but I don't know that we're really biologically arranged that way. I think it's more uh, what we've learned culturally and how women have been judged uh, and called all kinds of names for desiring sex. Right, right. So it looks as if women are less interested in sex. They love less, sex less than men, but that um, it's an illusion because of of the social programming um, around around women's sexuality that really hasn't given women the the support or encouragement to um, have permission to explore her body and desires and to uh, even permission to express that she loves sex or that she might love sex with many different men or a number of different men at the same time. Um, Mm -hmm. And, um, and so uh, it's so it's so I don't important. Mean, What's that? Mm-hmm. Oh no, I didn't mean to interrupt you if you're in mid thought, but I just wanted to add that um, if a woman isn't getting the kind of sex that she desires or thinks that she just doesn't want sex anymore in her life and she's flying without it, um, maybe she doesn't even know that there's potential there for more. Um, how yeah. would so I asked you earlier, I think I asked you earlier, but you, you could answer both in both directions. Like if a woman isn't satisfied with the kind of sex she's having, how would she approach her man? What would she say to him? I know we're programmed a lot to be afraid of damaging the fragile male ego. So on the female side, how would she approach her man? And then on the other direction, if the woman just thinks, I don't want to have sex anymore, and the man's frustrated, how, how would he approach her to say that he's not satisfied? So either either one, if you want to take that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it takes so much courage to, to really to be authentic in, in our desires and what's working and what's not. And, and uh, being creative, being curious are, are such high values and help uh, in these kind of conversations. And so I think the first thing is acknowledgement of an appreciation of what is working. And then mm. um, secondly, it's for um, 
and I think it's it's for the woman to get clear about um, what what she's what she's needing, what she really desires, and um, and I think you, you said something I want to underscore that that for a lot of women it can seem like the interest and desire for sex just isn't there anymore. And I would encourage women to um, consider um, consider um, these um, some of the, the the differences between male and female sexuality, and that might help her. Cause I'll, I'll name a couple categories, things you can think about, and ask yourself, like, oh, is this true for you as a woman? That might kind of give you um, a template for exploration to see maybe you know if you follow these these principles that you honor in your lovemaking and love play these principles that that govern a woman's sexual arousal and desire does your authentic desire and arousal come back and so i'll name just like three key differences um one is that uh, in general, a woman's sexual energy tends to be very diffused throughout her whole body, her whole nervous system. Unlike for most men, their sex energy tends to be very concentrated in the sex center. So it's for a man that desire is easy to ignite. And and so an approach, a, a love play approach that works extremely well for a lot of women is what I call periphery to the center that rather than starting with her primary sex points, stimulating them, her lips, her breasts, her, her genitals, that, that um, the partner start by stimulating her at the periphery of her body, which includes her head, her hands, her feet. And then systematically and kind of uh, working in concentric circles, go um, move closer and closer in to her sex points. So her sex points are stimulated last like deep kissing, mm-hmm. breasts, uh, nipples, and and pussy. And that's a way to corral her sex energy, her yin essence, from the periphery to her body and into her sex center. Within there's something to ignite. So that's one, that's one um, model, one principle. Uh, another one is um, the, to understand um, that... Oftentimes, feminine um, sexual arousal and desire is responsive rather than spontaneous. And that means that oftentimes for a woman, that desire for sex doesn't just typically appear out of the blue. Like she's walking around and thinking, oh, you know, it'd feel really good to have sex right now. And mm-hmm. um, <laughs> that happens for men all the time. And mm-hmm. again, it takes such a great leap of faith that the the other gender is just different in that way. So typically, a woman need depends on her uh, a context that stimulates her arousal. So that could be a romantic setting, or that could be a massage in which you're, you know you're, you're naked with your partner and you feel his erection against your thigh, and th- you know that's a responsive desire rather than spontaneous. Um, Mm-hmm. So that's another difference that's really important to understand. Beautiful. Yeah, and um, well, I'll, so and then I'll, how how so would how would a starters, man? Is, yeah, y- mm-hmm. yeah. Thank you. That's very excellent. And then how what would a man? How would you suggest that he? 
talk to his partner about um, not being satisfied with their sex life? Yeah, so oftentimes the, the, the most common complaint has to do with sexual frequency, that they're not mm-hmm. having sex and intercourse as often as he, he would most like. And, um, and so how I would advise a man to, um, to initiate that conversation is um, to start with acknowledgement and appreciation. That's, that's genuine. And then to, to frame the conversation in terms of love and closeness. Like, I, I so love you. I so love the experience of being close. And, you know, I really, really miss um, our sexual connection because that's the time when my heart opens. I feel loved by you when you open to me sexually. And that's information that probably a lot of women don't understand is Mm. that a man feels love. His heart opens when, when oh, my God, when a woman... When she opens herself sexually to a man, it like touches his heart deeply. It goes to his his soul. It's so nourishing for him. Women have no idea, like no idea what what a, what a spontaneous, out of the blue blowjob does for a man. He feels <laughs> accepted. Like his cock is 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 a, a little him, you know. So you know. Mm-hmm. Like, just, you know, take his cock into your mouth. Like, you know, you, you're just embracing him and you, and you accept all of him and you desire him and he feels desired, he feels loved, he feels accepted. So, you know, so, so that's something women need to understand about men. So it's important for a man in initiating this kind of conversation that he lets his woman know um, how, like, how how tender, how how open-hearted, how nourished in his heart he feels when she um, participates with him sexually, and then to ask, you know, what what can we do here? What what can I do to help you feel more loved? Because that's what leads to a a woman desiring um, sex intensely is that is that she feels she feels loved. So that's Beautiful. That was just gorgeous, Jan. Thank you. Mm. Yeah, really nice. And so if the woman does say yes and she's feeling loved and excited and turned on, what, uh, what, what would you say is the most important tantric sexual technique for men to learn to increase their performance, to be able to last longer, to be able to satisfy their partner? From your tantra background, what, would, what can you share with us? Yeah, so um, in a lot of ways... Tantra techniques applied to sexual intimacy are like the the great equalizer between men and women. Women can learn to have ejaculatory orgasms. Men can learn how to have non-ejaculatory multiple orgasms. And Mm -hmm. for men, the the most important sexual technique for a man to learn is, is sexual transmutation. And that is the, um, the, the process of reorienting his sex energy from his genitals up into the higher centers of his body, his heart and the spiritual centers in his brain. When he transmutes his sex energy, that is, um, well, many things happen. One is it is the 
solution to um, premature and early ejaculation. Um, so a man can learn. It, it's a ma- it's a matter of learning how to redirect the flow of his sex energy so it's not going out and down, which is how nature designed it, to in and up, in and up his spine into the spiritual centers in his brain that nourishes him on all levels. So he gets to have an experience of sex that's holistic. Women tend to have tend like tend to have more holistic experiences in their sexuality where their emotions and their their energy, their their spirit is uh, stimulated in the process. So when a man no longer has to worry about his performance, he can be present and then spirit can enter. When um, a man can last um, 30 minutes and longer, it allows for her sexual energy to really blossom and for her to reach wild states of wild ecstatic ecstasy and pleasure. When a couple is in sexual union for 30 minutes or longer, the body begins to produce hormones that go to rejuvenating the cells. It's the secret to, it's the, 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 the original fountain of youth, sex energy. And, uh, and the body begins, the brain starts to produce entheogens, which, um, which are the molecules in um, um, psychotropic drugs. And so that is what, like, you, you, can a- you actually start to feel high and expanded in the lovemaking experience. And you can then open up to mystical experiences so there's just no way for a woman to be fully, deeply satisfied and fulfilled without um, having that experience of prolonged time of being in sexual union where it's just it's relaxed, like your bodies are deeply relaxed and there's just a ton of, of, of sexual life force just, you know, just flooding through your bodies. It's, it's like... <laughs> Everyone needs to know how to open to an experience like that, or I want everyone to have that knowledge. Yes, and then, of course, with an experience like that, your woman is is like, when can we do that again, honey? How about tomorrow night? I'm going to clear my calendar. (laughs) Oh, my God. I just feel like... We only have about about four minutes left, so I'm sorry to cut you off. I love listening to you. You are certainly an expert, and I love all the knowledge you have, and I want people to know how to get a hold of you, how to... um, find out about how to get your book and and I think you even have an offer for people so I want to give you plenty of time to to tell people how to get in touch with you and your book and and tell us about your offer great thank you so much the best way for people to get in touch with me is um, by email jan at tantricjoy.com I offer one-on-one mentoring for men uh, women and couples and uh, I have a regular tantra class series and we'll soon be be offering um, programs based on based on my new book, and um, I my new you book want to will be that I, for us. Yeah, um, sure. The um, oh, the website for the website you just named. Oh, the Janet Tantric Joy. It's T A N T A N T R I C J O Y dot com. Mm-hmm. 
And then Great. you can purchase my book at um, starting June 22nd, um, www.havemoresexbook.com. And uh, June 22nd is the launch date of my book, and I'm offering uh, a special uh, for for folks. They can get the book for 99 cents and receive bonus gifts uh, that will really enhance their experience in implementing the the tips and secrets in the book. So www.havemoresexbook.com. And I have a gift for everyone right now. Um, And uh, let's see. Mm, That's the, um, let's see, I sent, so I, the gift the be, is um, be your hero is a, a, coaching. Yeah, the gift is a free audio program of the introduction and chapter one of of my book. Um, I uh, share and yeah, I uh, it's an audio. I, I have of it me in front of me. If you don't, that. I can read yeah, it. Yeah, go ahead. Could you share that? Okay. Okay. So it's be be her hero coaching. Be her hero coaching. Dot. Is it I pages? Mm-hmm. Is that what it says? One one pages or I pages? I pages, I think. Yeah. Okay. Be her hero coaching dot I pages dot co c o slash gift from Jan. So once again, be oh, her hero coaching. You know, I have a shorter. Yeah? I have a shorter link. Sorry oh, about good. that. Okay. Yeah, it's http colon double forward slash bit.ly forward slash gift from Jan, all one word. So HTTP colon double forward slash bit.ly forward slash gift from Jan, where you can get the free audio chapter. Perfect. But we can buy the book after June 22nd for 99 cents. Yeah, on that day only, um, there's the the special. And um, it's it's, uh, that is my Amazon bestseller campaign day. So you got can it, um, help there be more happy, sexually happy women on the planet um, by supporting me to, to um, reach uh, Amazon bestseller status on that day. I would love your support. And the book's available now on Amazon. Perfect. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Jan. It was just a delight, and like I said, you certainly are an expert, and I, I hope that your movement catches fire and that uh, women and men all over the world have better sex, better love, better connection. So thank you for the work that you do. Blessings to you. Thank you so much, Suwanti. Blessings. Okay, lots of love. Bye-bye. Bye.